lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. So if you had Kanye West running for president in order to unify America around returning to God on your bingo card, you lied. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great Independence Day weekend. I can't even imagine if I had gone back and told 2016 myself, 2017 self, that I was going to see that tweeted out over the weekend. I'd have, I'd have had myself drug test. I'd have drug tested myself. I said, there's no way. There's no way that's going to occur. But alas, here we are. Back in the saddle again on the Steve Day Show. It is Jersey Week. I do this one week every summer. And I thought we'd, I don't know, I just, I was in the mood for this one today. I'm not really sure why I thought this was a good one to wear today. I just, why not? Sometimes there's just an impulse yeah, and it feels right and you yeah, go with it. Nothing really a catchy, timely reason to wear it. I just no, kind of thought no. this would be a good one to kick things off with. Right? Absolutely. The it, dude abides. Indeed. 888-900-3393 is the number. Keep that number handy. We will have some open line time a little bit later on at 888-900-3393. And what we're going to ask you for our Monday Town Hall this week, I really want to sit back and listen to... What you saw over the weekend with an Independence Day weekend, probably unlike any other in American history. I don't know that we've ever had one like this. And what did you see when you, when you, if you were around your neighbors, what did you hear? We'll get into Trump's speech, uh, especially at the bottom of the hour with our good friend, Bob Vanderplot. So we can talk about that as well. I mean, Trump went to, Mount Rushmore and just, you know, plagiarize David Barton at Wall Builders for an hour. <laughs> right? And all the right people, you can tell the speech landed because all the right people are offended in all of the right ways, right? Like they're not even like making up su- subplots or side plots about it to get upset. But the, the, the premise of it, the heart of it, they're offended by. So I just want to open up the phone lines next hour. As you're coming off an unprecedented Independence Day weekend in the 244-year history of this great but desperately attempting to decline nation and find out what you think about where we're at and where we are headed. 888-900-3393. We'll do that next hour. You can also email the program. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. I don't think I even introduced you guys yet, did I? No, I don't think so. That's right. okay. They're just household names now. Yeah. It's implied. Yeah. You guys are just, mm-hmm. you know, I like that. That's a good way to spin that. All right. That's Todd. That's Aaron. Right. Uh, and you are you. And here is Aaron with a rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by something good. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti tweeted on July 3rd. We're going to have to celebrate differently this year. Everyone should cancel plans with others for the 4th of July. You shouldn't gather with anyone who doesn't live in your household. Please stay home and save lives. It's that simple. 
Cut to July 4th in the evening. Helicopter has been flying for the past 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so, and there are massive fireworks going off pretty much in every direction that you see here. Jasmine, our local fire departments and police departments have been begging people not to do this, right. but it seems tonight they are not listening to those calls. Those of you listening, what we're watching is helicopter footage of Los Angeles with fireworks being shot off as far as the eye can see. Yes, President Trump addressed the nation during his Independence Day commemorations at Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. We will state the truth in full without apology. We declare that the United States of America is the most just and exceptional nation ever to exist on Earth. We are proud of the fact that our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and we understand that these values have dramatically advanced the cause of peace and justice throughout the world. Now that's America. And now checking in on the other country or whatever the others want it to be. We'll start in Rochester, New York, where Antifa or Black Lives Matter thugs ripped a statue of Friedrich Douglass from its base and tore it down on the 168th anniversary of his famous Independence Day abolitionist speech. The statue was dragged over 50 feet away, where it was then further vandalized and desecrated. In Baltimore, Maryland's thugs and agitators tore down a statue of Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth says she's cool with tearing down statues of George Washington. Is that a good idea? I think we should listen to the, everybody. I think we should listen to to the argument there. In Atlanta, Georgia, apparently not all Black Lives Matter. On July 4th, eight-year-old Sequoia Turner was riding with her mother and an adult friend on their way to see family. The three happened to be in the area where Rayshard Brooks was shot and killed by police at a Wendy's fast food restaurant parking lot when they ran into a group of agitators illegally placing barricades in the street. When they stopped to try and turn around, members of that group started shooting their guns at the car when a bullet found the eight-year-old and killed her. Turner's mother and father spoke to the media about their tragic loss. They say Black Lives Matter. You killed your own. You killed your own this time. Just because of burial. They killed my baby because she crossed the barrier and made a U-turn. You killed a child. She didn't do nothing to nobody. They didn't give us time to make a U-turn. They started shooting on my car before we could even make a U-turn. Shooting my ties out, like, why? But Black Lives Matter. That baby was shot in her bed. Killing your own. Nobody there to help You me. killed an eight-year-old child. Nobody. She ain't did nothing to now one of y'all. She just wanted to get home to see her cousin. That's all she wanted to do. Still wanted to get home. NPR headline, white supremacist ideas have historical roots in U.S. Christianity. Moving on, authorities in the Chinese region of Inner Mongolia have sent out the warning after they detected a suspected case of bubonic plague on Sunday. So that's really cool. The week of July 4th ended with 4.46 million Wuhan coronavirus tests being performed in the United States. That's up from 3.8 million the week before and 3.5 million the week before that. 
Despite the nearly 400% increase in testing from April, the death rate from the disease continues to plummet across the United States. Deaths are down over 90% since late April. In one of the supposed hotspots of Texas, the top 25 hospitals in Dallas report that they're at 65% of total census capacity, they're at 67% of ICU capacity, and 37% of ventilator capacity. In another supposed hotspot in Florida, hospital capacity is pretty much where it was a month ago. Also in Florida, a group of protesters marched against multiple cities' mandatory mask orders, shouting, my body, my choice. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom released recommendations for his state as cases of the virus continue to rise there. Among those is his attempt to ban singing, yes, singing, in churches to stop the spread of the virus. Of course, he literally spelled out and said that protests are still allowed, so that's also cool. In other news, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz has asked President Trump for federal disaster declarations to help with the damage done to Minneapolis during the riots of the last couple of months. Kanye West tweets, we must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision and building our future. I'm running for president of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. And finally, a classic. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it reverse, Terry. Put it reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. What the, what, what you doing, Terry? And that's what happened while we were away. I'd never seen that. I saw it, but I didn't hear it. That's a classic. I didn't hear it. I thought I sound on. Oh my! I've never seen it, but oh lord! But but there's there's enough ornery stubbornness there from Terry. Yeah. There's yeah. there's far more of that than there is in about oh, uh, yeah. four you know four hundred and thirty members of the current House of Representatives in the U.S. Congress, right? <laughs> Probably about ninety eight or ninety nine of the senators, I would imagine. Uh, we are going to discuss Kanye West's run for the White House coming up. I, I just yeah, you said it. I, I did out loud. I said it out loud. That's a thing. We're going to discuss Kanye West's run for the White House. First lady. I just said it again. First lady who? Kim Kardashian. Is that who he's married to? Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. She, she that's does, not she, that much different than who no, we have yeah, now as the first lady. No, she, 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 does, she does policy now. But uh, we're going to discuss this coming up in the overtime today. And one of our listeners threw at me a theory. Now, the official show position is... 4D chess does not work or does not exist, right? No, it works. Just we don't think anybody's playing it, right? Okay. But I think it is plausible that this is true. And we're going to discuss it today. I'm not even going to tell you guys what the theory is. You don't know what it is, right? You don't know what it is? I don't, and I'm already there. Aaron, you don't know either? All right. No, I can probably guess. All right, but we are going to discuss this in the overtime today. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, President Kanye is coming your way later today. I said it again at blazetv.com slash dace. I get emails from a raccoon, Steve. Nothing sounds impossible. <laughs> well played. Very well played. Blazetv.com slash dace. That's also where you can go to get a discounted subscription so you don't miss out as we look ahead to the Kanye presidency coming up later today here on Blaze TV. Blazetv.com 
slash days. All right, let's get to the rest. Uh, let, let's get to the rest of the montage. And if your heart just doesn't break for that family, I mean, that's just awful. And I thought these were peaceful protests. Aren't they peaceful protesters? They're so peaceful that in California, the governor says that's the only thing you're allowed to do, Steve. In, indeed. And I just, I mean, just gut-wrenching. That's the, Every time I see that video of her father. Um, I just, I, before we got into opinions, I just wanted to acknowledge that up front. Uh, and in fact, I, I think I read five yep. black children yep. were, were, were killed over the weekend. Caught in the cross, you know, some accidental, some caught in the crosshairs, but where's the marching, where's the march for them? Do, do black lives matter or does Marxism matter? Does black lives matter or does anarchy matter? You've heard me say for years, in politics, you're the hills you're willing to die on, right? Like Terry Crews. Yeah. Dude. President Camacho. I forgot about that. <laughs> who succeeded, of course. Who can forget the four years that we were we were pox romanded by President Burrito Supreme? Remember that? Yes. Who can remember? Who can never forget the Burrito Supreme Beef administration? Supreme. Beef Supreme. Yeah. Thank you. The Beef Supreme administration. I freaking love that movie, dude. I do. I mean, I just think it's, it is one of the most brilliant things that has been put on celluloid in my lifetime is idiocracy. It's just brilliant, brilliant. It is crass, it is profane, and it is all get out, which is why it's brilliant, because it perfectly captures the spirit of the age in which we live, all right? But Terry Crews said over the weekend, uh, I'm dying on this hill. I'm okay with it. I'm, uh, you know, if, if we can't live in a country where all lives matter, and we can't find a way to agree with each other regardless of our religion, ideology, color of our skin, then... This thing's falling apart, and I'm fine dying on that hill. I'm okay with it. Dude, I don't, I don't have a freaking clue what Terry Cruz's politics are. I just know our, our family's big America's Got Talent fans. You have to either be really light in the loafers or total badass to be rocking the pink suede suit that he has worn this season on America's Got Talent. Right? Oh, yeah. There's only two kinds of uh, males that that are are coming out so to speak in in that sort of attire you know one because they're literally coming out uh, and the other is because they just don't give a bleep right yeah and you know we've lacked in america well we lack numerous things one of the chief things we lack is 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 the men who just don't give a bleep I don't I don't care. I don't I don't care what a faceless mob on Twitter says. I mean, you've never encountered at an airport, at a school function, at a family event, at a at a convention you've attended, has anybody ever walked up to you and introduced themselves? Hi, I'm a member of the social media mob. You've never encountered this person. You've heard me lament over the last couple of weeks how at least other civilizations assumed the position for the history books, for the Genghis Khans, the Attila the Huns, right? The, 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 the Ottoman Empire, 
We're going down to a faceless mob, largely on a platform 80% of Americans don't have a registered account with. Why? You know why? Because you don't have enough men like Terry Crews that are just like, I don't, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. So, appreciate it, but I don't. And this is me over here. I, I'm still not caring. I still don't care. I don't care. At this point, dude, I'll write J.K. Rowling in for president. She's nuts. But at least she's like tripling down, quadrupling down. No, you don't get to redefine gender, but thank you. And the irony she's pointing out as well is if you're telling me gender doesn't exist, then what in the, is the entire point of same-sex attraction and, and gay rights then? If there's no such thing as gender and it's not tied to sex in any way, then why do I care? Because she's passionately for gay rights. Remember when she retconned Dumbledore yes. as gay, right? She's like, you're telling me that the, the gay rights cause is illegitimate if gender doesn't exist. We've been are having the wrong argument all these years. It's a pointless one. We should have had a you know the Ziggy Stardust argument, the the, the Boy George argument instead, because it's irrelevant then, right? Yes. Yeah, she's right. See, that's why. There's not enough people, particularly the men, willing to say no. Now, maybe we have been pushed far enough, though, that some more of those people are starting to show themselves. I just mentioned Terry Crews, the video that Aaron showed down in Florida, right? A lot of men in that audience saying, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I talked to several people that live in the state of Texas over the weekend that just saw massive defiance and disregard for the ridiculous wear a mask outdoors decree by Governor Abbott. I was going to use another term. Rhymes with that, I think, is a better description, but I probably shouldn't. Okay? So we'll go with Abbott. We'll just stick with that one. Okay? Um, The fireworks going off. In Los Angeles, in defiance of that governor. There's the spirit of the age, and then there's the spirit of 1776. All the things I just mentioned are the spirit of 1776. And that's what it's going to take to go up against the spirit of the age. When you're going up against people that want to tear your society down, you're not going to defeat them with complacency. You're not going to defeat them with negotiation. And you're certainly not going to defeat them with the current crop of the Republican Party. Doesn't mean they're undefeatable. It just means you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to have to crocodile Dundee this thing. That's not a knife. No, that's a knife. Right? Right? I mean, it takes a certain level of moxie here to stand up to this. And over the weekend, and I hesitate to do this, especially given the way 2020 has gone so far. But over the weekend, man, I saw at least a little bit of it. A little. 
When I left here for 4th of July vacation last Thursday, I was in total bring out your dead mode, okay? But I saw a little bit, a little. Those fireworks in LA, Terry Crews not backing down. J.K. Rowling even taking it upon herself. It wasn't even back in the news. Like, she reinstigated this fight herself. She's like, I'm back for seconds. I'm coming back on this. Thanks, though. And man, I'd much, much rather share a trench in the culture war with a lot of those sorry-ass Republicans, people like us elected, than J.K. Rowling. Right? But in the end, you fight wars with the soldiers that you actually have. At least the ones who show up for the fight. Okay? Now, on 10 things that matter in human civilization, her and I are probably going to disagree, but beginning with the first one, which is people must be sane. Rule one. Rule one. Rule one of human existence. People must be sane. Can I get a second? Seconded. If the only person is J.K. Rowling from the back, screaming out second, sold to the man in the cold sweat then. We're on. Okay? If that, I mean, not the soldier I would have chosen, not the one I would have preferred to draft. But if that's the one who answered the call, then we start with what we have, right? You fight wars with the soldiers you actually have. Rule number one, we must be sane. Rule number one, we must be sane. We must have sanity. And there was, is it just me? Did, did it seem like there was at least a glimmer? A glimmer of, ah, oh, hell no. Did you see any of that over the weekend? Or am I, at this point, just thirsting for anything? Well, no, it's, it's a glimmer. You just can't make an idol of that glimmer, because that, that glimmer can turn into a mirage pretty damn fast. Listen, no, the- I, I, I want to make it clear. I, I didn't ignore Mike Trout, which to me, Mike Trout working out outdoors in 90 to 5 degree heat, wearing a mask. If that's not a portrait, that's America's new bald eagle right there. That's, our, that's the new national symbol, right? The, the guy who looks like an Adonis on the outside, right? But inside here, in here, where it ticks, where it matters most. I'm telling you right now, man, I'm in a dark alley. Who am I calling? Mike Trout or five? You guys have never seen Daniel Horowitz in person, have you? No. Dude, he's literally 5'5". Five five. He's literally 5'5", five five, okay? So I'm, in, I'm cornered in an alley. I got one call to make. Two numbers in my phone. Mike Trout or Daniel Horowitz? I'm calling, I'm, I'm calling Daniel, dude. I'm not, I'm not optimistic him and I's odds together in the fight will succeed, but I'm far more optimistic that a fight at least might happen, might occur, that there might actually be one. You know what I'm saying? Sure. That someone might attempt to punch back. Someone might try. A guy out there in his 20s making millions, getting the greatest health care in the history of humanity at, at a whim outdoors in Southern California's heat, wearing a mask to work out outside. Good night. See, because that's the stuff. Last one out, turn out the lights, right? Indeed. But there was, I got to tell you, and you know I love me some me, so this is the best compliment I can give a speech. I saw Donald Trump give a speech I would have written every word of it. Every 
syllable I would have written that speech. Every word of it. Every word of it. You know, I, I didn't have Kanye West running for president on a platform of return to God and my bingo card. And I didn't have Donald J. Trump, you know, with the wall builders uh, expose on the 4th of July from Mount Rushmore on my bingo card either. And it's just a speech. We'll get more into it here when Bob joins us at the bottom of the hour. And it's not enough to reverse the fortunes on its own. It's not. But it's a hell of a first step if there's going to be follow-up action. And you can see how the whole debate has been reset since he gave that talk. That is the power of the bully pulpit right there. You've heard me say before, really the greatest, most sweeping power any president has is to commandeer the bully pulpit, right? Yes. It's the most powerful platform in all of, of human existence is the presidency of the United States. The power to convey ideas. And I got to tell you, man, I thought it was right up there with Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Now, what made that powerful, though, was not just those words, but you had lived through a decade with Ronald Reagan almost where it was clear that he meant this. And he was willing, he was going to go to the wall to tear the wall down, right? Yes. He meant it. It wasn't just that that was a speech and then they just went around, you know, trying to, you know, obfuscate and negotiate more than Jimmy Carter did with the Soviets. Like it, it was the culmination. Those words were the culmination of the vision of his presidency. Like he, you knew he meant this, right? Yeah. Now we need to see if this guy means this. But if he does, you know, I, I said last week on the show the only reason why I think he's not done when everything, every, every analytical bone in my body thought he's done. But the only reason I said, I don't, I can't go, I can't get myself there is because he's in a tomb right now. Right. I think I, I, this is yes. exactly what I said, but the left is standing outside that tomb right now, calling Lazarus come forth. They're trying to bring him out of the tomb. They're trying. They're doing everything they can to resurrect Donald Trump. Everything. It's just he had yet to answer the call, really. Right? Oh, yeah. And I thought he answered that call. At least at least the corpse stirred. The corpse at least stirred. You can't say that speech, you know, changes the, all of the fortunes of the last four months. Because if the country's not reopened, he ain't winning. Period. He's not going to win if the country's not reopened. Period. But you can't say it's a nothing burger either because a lot of their fake talking points, he changed the whole debate in that one speech. And, uh, and, and all of the fig leaves that they have, they've covered themselves with on the other side to try to recouch and reposition what it is they're really after, all of that got ripped off again. And we're back to, as Denny Green once said, they are who we thought we, they, they were. That these people just hate America. That's just that's just really what it is. They hate America. So the speech doesn't totally change, in my view, the fortunes of whatever in the Sam Hill these last four months of mismanagement on multiple levels have been. But you can't deny it has reset the debate at the exact same time. Now, its power will come in how this White House operates from here what it does to because is it are these just words on a page or are we casting a vision 
What's the difference? When Reagan says, tear down this wall, you know he's casting a vision because you've seen this vision. I mean, hell, he's willing to bankrupt America in order to bankrupt the Soviet Union. He's, he's going to the wall. You saw it. You saw this. Reagan said that in 1987. He was almost all the way through his presidency when he said those words. So you knew this was a part of an overall vision of his presidency, which was the demolition of the Soviet Union. What remains to be seen is if this is the if this is the first step of Trump casting the vision of the resurrection of his presidency. Now, if it is, if they're going to follow up and they're going to govern like this, we could sit here in three and a half months and say to ourselves, remember when we thought Donald Trump had no chance to win re-election? Sure. Well, he's sitting with 350 electoral college votes. That's how powerful that vision is because it corners the opposition and it forces them to admit we, we just hate you. That's our platform. Our platform is we hate you. That's, our, that, that's what we're running on. We're running on he hate me. That's, our, that's who we are. But they've got to follow it up. But man, if, if, if all these rumors about, hey, we're, you know, we got to stick worm tongue there, Jared Kushner back, you know, we got to stapler guy him and send him down the hall into the closet. In, in the, and, and we're charting a new course here. If, right? Those were a lot of the rumors that were being spread out there before the speech. If there's any truth to those at all, that speech, boy, howdy, it set a tone. No doubt about that. I mean, we even got a tweet the next day from the president acknowledging that hospitalizations and deaths in America Finally. have crashed while the media focuses on new cases. It was like, I don't know, Lazarus, at least the body's twitching. It stirred, at least. We'll come back and discuss this some more with our good friend Bob Vanderplatz here in just a moment on Blaze TV radio and podcast. And then we're going to turn it over to all of you right after this. All right, back here, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Our good friend Bob Vanderplotz from The Family Leader is here with us. How are you, my friend? Doing really well. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. Feeling that freedom. You guys have an event coming up here pretty soon, don't you? We have a great event coming up. Uh, July 17, in person, already sold out because of the social distancing rules here in the state of Iowa, where Governor Reynolds has actually done a really good job. And so while she's lifted the lid on venue capacity... Uh, they still recommend for public gatherings the six-foot social distancing, but um, Secretary Pompeo is coming out to join us and keynoting the event, along with Joel Rosenberg, Dal Secretary of State, What would I say? Defense, didn't I? Yeah, you just said Secretary. Secretary of State. Yeah. But uh, you've got a smart audience. They know who that is. Joel Rosenberg, Mike Lindell, Dal Tackett. It's going to be a great lineup. Can people watch virtually? They can watch virtually. And if you go to thefamilyleader.com, that's the, T-H-E, just like the Ohio State, thefamilyleader.com. And uh, I shouldn't have said that with a Michigan fan right here. Thefamilyleader.com. And they find out how to watch virtually. Is this the first big political event in the country with speakers flying in? In person, I think it since, might be I'll, since we went you know, the lockdowns yeah. began. Outside of the Trump rally, uh, obviously the Tulsa, Oklahoma, the one in Rapid City, South Dakota, with Mount Rushmore, 
Uh, but this is, I think, one of the very first events. So like uh, the Values Voter Summit, which is done by Family Research Council and Tony Perkins, I'm pretty sure theirs is in September and they're already saying virtual. Uh, we are actually having an in-person event that will also be you know, live streamed, but uh, it's going to be a full house. Are we the freest state in the union right now? You know, I think, Is it probably us or Georgia, maybe? I would say we're right up there. And, and it's interesting, I just traveled up to Northwest Iowa, which is about three and a half hours from the metro mm-hmm. here in Des Moines. And the people all around the state, when I find out, the people have a lot of accolades for Governor Kim Reynolds for saying, here's some common sense guidelines, uh, but I'm not restricting you like you are just little children that need to be told what to do. Like, can you sing in church? Can't you sing in church? Mm-hmm. Can you go to church for worship or not go to church? Can you open your business or not open your business? She's basically given some common sense guidelines, and we're trying to follow those as well. We're hosting our event. So we will be wise at our event, uh, but we are hosting our event. Just as as an example of that, before we get to the president's speech that I want to spend the bulk of our time about, I went uh, to the movies uh, over the weekend and here in town, and there, there wasn't a large crowd there. There were plenty of precautions, plenty of hand sanitizer. There's a temperature check when you go in to make sure you're not, you know, 100.4 or higher. Um, you know, they've got their concessions spread out so that there's um, the least amount of physical touch and exchange going on as possible. So this notion that the opposite of being nanny stated is we all just recklessly do whatever we want, like nothing's going on and nothing ever happened. I mean, we live in probably the freest state in the union, or at least one of them. I mean, do you guys see that? When you you guys go out about, just people are completely, totally, absolutely reckless. I don't mean outdoors at a sporting event, because to me, nothing outdoors should be banned anywhere. Right. Anywhere. But I mean, when you go to a mall or something like that, you just see people just like, you know, spitting on each other and slapping five and acting like they've never even heard of a coronavirus that's not my experience and i'm going out a lot yeah i don't see that you see that aaron when you guys go out about no you see people take are able to do these things kind of on their own yeah yeah weird yeah and what they're doing is they're giving you a a great lesson in personal responsibility and I i think again they're being wise but they're also allowing you to go about your life uh and doing the things that you want to do and uh i feel pretty good about it let's get to the speech over the weekend that the president gave. And I said before you came on that I, I, th- I think it's possible, ba- depending on what happens from here. Now, when I, I, analytically, and I, I told our audience this last week, Bob, analytically, I, I think he's dead in the water. The only reason, though, I won't completely um, Put that final that, nail in. Yes, yeah. is because the the American left is standing outside of the tomb that he's encased himself in. Like, I don't think they've cornered him. I, I think his administration has encased themselves in this tomb with driving with the break on on the virus and reopening and everything else. I mean, what they did on Friday with that, with let's have another coronavirus task force and Pence down to Arizona to ankle grab with uh, Governor Duncey down there, whatever the hell his name is. And then Friday night, the CDC, Friday night, Friday night news dump, man, CDC announces, or no, this was Thursday. This happened on Thursday night news dump. Thursday night, CDC says, oh, by the way, guys, we've got some uh, antibody studies from Utah, Missouri, and uh, uh, Florida. 
that shows the virus actually has infected anywhere from 11 to 24 times more people than we ever thought, which means when you do the math, the IFR for this is basically a flu. Yeah. And my chances you haven't run into somebody that's infected yes. are slim to yes. none. And, and by the way, they, 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 they did this antibody testing in April, which means they've been sitting on it for over two months. And they just show, just cited at about 11 o'clock Eastern on a Thursday night during a holiday weekend to just dump it out there. And why this White House was not serenading the American public with this news is beyond me. And I, I promise you this, I guarantee it. CDC has a lot more data like this. I promise you they do. Because every nation on earth has had this kind of data and has released it already, which is why they're all more reopened than we are. Do you know most European countries don't even have a mask mandate? Their social distancing is about half hours. Why? Because no one really knows what social distancing works, so it's just all guesswork. They're just guessing, basically. Okay? You're being conned. This is a scamdemic. And this, it's a one-country scamdemic. I promise you they've got more antibodies studies they've been sitting on in just those three states. I promise you. The question the White House ought to be asking is, where's all this data at? Why is it my CDC putting this data out there? But... That was on the Met last week, right? You can't yes. help them more than they want to help themselves. Exactly. So, so Lazarus has put himself in the tomb. He's like encased himself in there. And the, all, the, all the data shows there's analytically no way he can get out on his own. Can, can every audience do something? Yeah. Uh, don't listen to Steve for a minute. And don't listen to anybody else. But turn on CNN and keep the volume off. But they're running this number of tallies all the time. Mm -hmm. And take a look at the number of confirmed cases of COVID. And divide it by the number the number of deaths divided by the confirmed cases. Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, are we being prudent in our measure no. of, of how we're locking down a country? This is CNN data, not our data, not right. Steve's data, not anybody. They're running it 24-7. Don't listen to them because they're telling you you should be locked down in place. But just do your own I mean, math is hard for a well, lot of people. Well, they all go to work and travel around the yeah. country, of course. Yeah. Yes. Just do your own math. So the the only reason I have not nailed his coffin shut is because the left is standing outside of Lazarus' tomb calling him forth. It's, they're like, it's just a matter of whether Lazarus decides to answer. Friday night, I thought for the first time, at least Lazarus' body twitched. Like at least he, he at least stood up in the, in the grave and thought, I don't know, do I want to stay in the dark or do I want to go out into the light? Because that speech was a barn burner, brother. And, it, and this is the highest compliment I can give it. I'd have written every last word of that myself if they gave me the opportunity to. And it looked like a David Barton like video course series on the American founding put into a political speech. And you can tell that it landed because all the right people are offended in all the right ways, right? They, ha they have to address the speech's premise head on and then try to distort it. That Those contrasting visions, if he follows this up with governance then we could sit here in three and a half months and laugh and think, remember when we thought he was dead and he's sitting with 350 electoral college votes. But the question now becomes, Bob, they have got to get the country open. If they don't get the country open, then this was a fleeting moment. It was words on a page. It's a one hit wonder. It's it, it, They got their, you know, Kaja Gugu, Animotion, anim one hit wonder song from the 80s, went to number one, but they're not, they got to they gotta have like an album of songs like this, right? You know, What do you think? Well, I think we've been here before. Uh, after a State of the Union address, going, holy cow, he knocked that out of the park. That was really, really good. The question is, what's going to happen today, July 6th? What's going to happen tomorrow, July 7th? Steve, I'm exactly where you're at. I, I watched that entire speech, 
uh, when he gave it live. And the first thing I said to Darla when she said, because Darla didn't watch it, she said, what do you think? I said, he, he knocked it out of the park. So part of the reason he knocked it out of the park, he stayed disciplined. He stayed to the teleprompter. He didn't venture off. He delivered it exceptionally well. He did, it wasn't words on a page to him. He delivered it well as well. But the fact is, he can't go back to how did, it, how did I look walking off the stage and what was the report on how I looked walking off the stage tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He has got to stay here. Because you know what? This message of law and order, this, less, this message of our, our true history and why we have monuments, why we have statues, all those things, that will resonate with the American people. But you're right. You also need to open up this country. Because just like your audience can do, I think even CNN viewers can do their own math. And figure out, is this what we should be doing? And I'm going to have the kids at home now all fall? We're not going to start school? What's going to happen here? we got school starting in session. We're going to have football. We're not going to have football. We're going to open up the economy. We're not going to open up the economy. There is a reason why they want to keep this economy locked down and why they, they want to keep Joe Biden in the basement. I think he stays disciplined. You open up the economy. When you open up the economy, you flush out your opponent. When you flush out your opponent, now you have a choice in regards to can't, will the American people say, I'm going with that leadership versus the left, which has had a tendency and a history to outkick their coverage every time. I think prime directive number one, they have to get the country reopened. Prime directive number two, they have to get the country reopened. Prime directive number, see a trend here? Number three, they have to get the country reopened. Here's why. Because you, you, you have to show that you actually believe in the words in that speech, right? If, 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 if the electorate is framed around, we all have to sit here in our homes and cancel everything until there's a vaccine we may never have. Do you, do you know how many times we've had a vaccine for a coronavirus in all of human history? Do you know what the answer to that is, Todd? I believe you've told me, and this is an area about this, you definitely know more than me, you found this. I think it's a low number. It's zero. Yes. Yeah, that we've had zero viruses ever, or I'm sorry, vaccines ever for coronaviruses. And you've probably all had one of the most common coronaviruses out there. It's called a cold. Okay. We don't have, did we, do you ever have a cold vaccine? I haven't. No. So if, if that's what the majority of people are thinking, or if that's the way they're being forced to live, because you can't argue, hey, who's more likely to bring give you your country back, me or Joe Biden, when you've had this entire year to give people their country back? You have to deliver on that. They have to me, I think that's the ante to get to the table, right? At any in any poker game, there's the ante to seed the pot to show that you're 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 here to play the game. The ante to win to play this game is he's got to get the country reopen if he if the white house is not successful in that okay you saw this from greg abbott especially last week doug duncey in arizona last week to a lesser degree ron desantis i'm going to cut him a little more slack because he's actually been one of the boldest ones this he's entire been time to the local officials yes okay but you saw already you cannot count on the republican governors to carry your water here you're going to have to come from on high. You're the one with the bully pulpit. You're the one that has to lead and force this conversation. Otherwise, they're going to succeed in shutting everything that distracts the American people, shutting it down for the rest of the year. And then all they're going to be left to do is sit at home and watch all this panic porn all the rest of the year. And that's not the recipe for Donald Trump getting reelected in November. I would agree with you from the standpoint of just so you're using the real estate analogy of it's location, location, location. That's what's going to sell your property. 
reopen, reopen, reopen is what's going to determine if you're the president uh, come January 21 of next year or not. The key in reopening is, yes, you need to reopen. I mean, you need to uh, lead with facts on this virus. You need to either put Fossey off the stage or take the leadership of this again. Get to your own press conferences. Take the leadership of this thing again. But part of reopening the country, too, is restoring law and order. Uh, people are only as free as long as they feel safe. And restore law and order and, and basically do what basically his speech said at Mount Rushmore in Rapid City. And I still believe, Steve, the other thing is, so I'm one of those yes and guys. I agree with you, but I also believe yes and. Defund Planned Parenthood. Take every dime. Show that, you know what, not only am I coming back out of the, the cave, as you talk about with Lazarus, I'm coming out and I'm going to double down on what I said. And these guys, they don't even want a 24-hour waiting period. They don't want anything. They just want to kill the babies. I'm defunding every dime from those guys. I think it's that kind of bold leadership on reopen the country, restore law and order, defund Planned Parenthood would get his base again to take notice that we're doing something here. What's your confidence level that that we're going to see follow through that shows we're casting a vision as opposed to just seizing a media moment? My confidence level in President Trump wanting to do what's in the best interest of President Trump is very high. It's, he's always been there. My confidence level in the people that are surrounding him and advising him is very low. And that's where it needs to be. Who are you going to listen to? Because at the end of the day, and I've talked to some Trump supporters just as recently as yesterday at a fish fry, who were blaming Fossey, blaming Burks, blaming the advisors, blaming all that. And I said, listen, guys, I wish I could do that at the family leader when I'm the CEO. Blame everybody who gives me advice when I make a bad decision. Guess who they hold accountable when I make a bad decision? No one's going, hey, who gave you that advice? Who told you to do that? Did mm-hmm. Dace talk to you again? Mm-hmm. If I made the bad decision, <laughs> guess who gets held accountable? I get held accountable. At this point, it's got to be, forget the advisors. You are the one who's the president of, of the United States of America. You make the decision. Stop, stop pawning this off on other people. You make the decision, so reopen the country. His voters, this is, this is I think, what you just illustrated as a key point. I know we're short on time, but the people that want to vote for him are going to try to draw those distinctions that you just entertained. The average American won't, right? The The average American is just going to say, hey, all this bad stuff happened on his watch and it's time for a change. I lost that, my job right, and right. my kid's future isn't safe. They're yeah, not even going back yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah. The average American's not going to sit there and if you if you went to the average American and, and tried to make that case, they'd be like they would say what you just said, which is, well, don't all these people work for him? Yep. I'm tired of watching Anthony Fauci's nine you know n- n- uh, you know nine faces of Eve on my television set. What's his stance today as well? Why is he fired him then? So so is Anthony Fauci president or is Donald Trump? I think you need to understand that we may be trying to draw these distinctions, excuses, uh, within our own ranks. Okay, but outside of this, no one else in America is going to do that. They're going to hold him accountable because he's the name and face that they see. I talked to somebody the other day who, who, who would have been a Trump supporter and probably still will be. But basically said, I think where America's at, they just want the chaos to stop. Yes. Yep. They want somebody to push pause on chaos. And if that's Biden, they said more so likely people go to Biden and say, just put a pause on the chaos. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Trump can show I can put a pause on chaos right now. All right, man. Talk to you later. God bless you. We turn it over to you. Hour two when we come back. Stay tuned.
Back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. 888-900-3393 is the number. It is time for the Monday Town Hall here on the Steve Dace Show. 888-900-3393 if you want your voice to be heard and accounted for. And this week, I, I just want to know, based on what you watched over the weekend, who you talked to over the weekend what you did or didn't do over the weekend, what you could or couldn't do over the weekend. Where do you think we're at right now as a country coming off the most peculiar and unusual Independence Day commemoration we have ever had, I'm guessing, in our 244 years as a nation? And where do you think that means, or what do you think that means about where we are going? 888-900-3393 is the number you can throw in if you watch the president's speech from Mount Rushmore. You can talk about that. If it was just, hey, you know what? Here's what I'm seeing in my state with mandates and lockdowns and what people think about them, how they're going along with them. I got together with some friends of mine, family members, friends in the neighborhood, had a chance to talk to see where they're at. And this is kind of what stood out to me. Whatever the case may be, I, I, I want to kind of just take the temperature of the room in America, coming off just the most awkward Independence Day commemoration we could have ever envisioned and probably could not have envisioned that we'd ever be here going through something like this. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. You can also email the program. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. That's D-E-A-C-E. Don't forget YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can go to get samples of this show that you can uh, sample yourself and then share with others. YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We put up free content there each and every day as well. YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. And if you're a podcast subscriber or listener, thank you. If you're just a listener, please click subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, hey, give us a five-star review if you like the show and you haven't done that already, because the more of those we get, it helps the show to grow. Thank you to the thousands of you that have left us five-star reviews already for the program. At uh, Anywhere you podcast from, you should be able to do that. All right, the floor is now yours. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Let's begin in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Let's begin there with Mike. Mike, welcome to the Steve Day Show. Mike, are you there? Mike, going once. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Do we have Mike? To an extreme. I'm hey, Mike, sorry about that. We, we didn't get you at the on. beginning. Start over, brother. T- go ahead. All right. Well, what I was going to let you know was our governor has taken these lockdowns to the extreme to the point where he's been uh, knocked down by several federal judges, but still keeps sending state police to churches to lock them down. So what I did was I applied for a license for a protest and had the police department come out and we had an Independence Day protest. We had the police department lock down our entire cul-de-sac, which, by the way, I live in a neighborhood full of Karens. So what we did was is we posted we posted 20 armed men with sidearms at the end of our cul-de-sac, had the police standing there, and we shot off $12,000 worth of fireworks, and we called it the FAS, the Fireworks Autonomous Zone, <laughs> handed out about 400 uh, hamburgers and about 600 uh, hot dogs, 
And most of the police department that was there would not cite us because I served in the military with about half of them. We made the state police show up, and they wrote me three tickets for violating an executive order, uh, fireworks uh, uh, or, uh, uh, violation, and uh, failure to abide by protest mandates. And of course, you uh, don't plan you don't plan on you, you don't plan on paying any of those tickets, Mike. Of course, you're not you're not paying any of those. Well, in actuality, I'm I'm a retired disabled veteran. It's got a law degree, so I'm a lawyer. Oh, and, so you can defend uh, yourself I court, then. I went to court today. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I went to court today, and I worked on the uh, judge's uh, election campaign and did my externship for the prosecutor. Showed up to court. As <laughs> soon as they called my name, the prosecutor stood up and said, the state would like to dismiss all charges. That's how we do it. That That's the so best thing I've heard did. for a long time. Yes, it is. See, uh, Todd? You were you were trying to stomp on my glimmer of hope, but little little it it, it it may be too late, and it may be too little, but little by little, some of that old fashioned American manhood, it's 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 a faint glimmer. It's not dead in Kentucky. It's flickering, but hey, at least you know Mike's phone call. Thank you for the phone call, Mike. God bless you, man. Absolutely, that's the spirit of seventeen seventy six right there. There's at least some of it there. Anytime. Thank you, brother. Take care. What do you think? Oh, I'm certain there's some of it. And, uh, you know, God bless you, man. I mean, uh, the, the, the fact that those three tickets are given in a place called America on, the, on its birthday is such a level of absurdity. And I hope that, I hope the fact, yes, you have your law degree. I hope you went in there and just said that. It was July 4th. Screw you guys. Really, that's my that's my legal opinion because it's correct. Are you, are you out of your damn minds? Uh, we just need the, for the glimmer to be brighter bit by bit, day by day. We just need one more person than yesterday standing with yep. guys like just one more yep. bit by bit. Keep the bo- snowball rolling down yep. that hill. And and if you're one of the officers there that wrote those tickets, oh. you are a terrible human being. Yes. I'm just gonna flat out tell you, you're you're a terrible person. If, if if I knew who you were and you were on fire on the side of the road and and man, it was 50 miles to the next rest stop, I'm gonna hold my urine. All right, tell me something. I got you're it. a terrible person. Terrible. How, how are you, police officers, so willing to follow orders when it comes to barbecues? And kids on swings during coronavirus and, and and things like that. You'll you'll go into that, but when it comes down to cities being burnt down in certain places and statues and there's video foot, you're just standing there watching. How does this work exactly? When exactly? See, when do you follow orders and when don't that's you? Exactly it's right. the I think you'll find that answer when you find the answer to why here in Des Moines our public school district is going to be like two days on, three days off for school this year. Apparently the virus is only dangerous on like Tuesdays and Thursdays or something like that. At least that's what I understand. That's that's where you're going to find the answer to that, Todd. You're, you're right. You're right. Which is why I told you before we left here, the, the, the cavalry's not coming. Okay? And don't be fooled by the mob of people showing up in friendly uniforms. They're here to fire on you. Okay? You're on your own. 
You're on your own. Now, I got an email from a guy living in Kansas who pointed out how many counties in that state are just refusing to enforce their governor's ridiculous mask mandate. Oh, there's plenty of great cops out there. Absolutely. There's plenty of great ones, but, but you need to, you got to find them. Do not just assume, right? I mean, Mike, the call, hey, half of these guys, I served with them in the military. They still wrote them tickets though, didn't they? Right? So don't just assume anymore that the institutions that used to be sort of the, the symbols and beacons and bastions of, American, of Americana still are. Give no institutions the benefit of the doubt. None. Not a single one. Treat everybody and everything now as an individual entity. And on a case-by-case -case basis, okay? Case-by-case -case basis. Don't assume, well, you know, that sheriff we had last time, you know what? Uh, I, he, we go to church. Nope. No, 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 no. Make, you know what they say about making assumptions, right? Don't make any, any benefit of the doubt assumptions of any institution in America in its current state. Make everybody show you what they are really for and who, what they're really about on an individual basis. And then judge accordingly from there. Don't give the benefit of the doubt. That's how you're going to get ambushed. Okay? Let's go back to the phones. Matt is in Georgia. Matt, your thoughts after coming off an Independence Day weekend. What do you think, Matt? Steve, I think that... Uh, I think a couple things. On the one hand... Part, part of me wants to believe that some of this some of this is an illusion like that we're not really seeing um, our statues being torn down or whatever but on the other hand because it's a just a small minority of the populations of these overall of these big cities but at the, at the exact same time the all our cultural institutions corporate America, even apparently Christian universities. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, Pat Gray talking earlier, but he was he brought up a story where a Texas a, a girl was suspended from a Christian university for saying "Black and White Lives Matter" on Twitter. I believe it was. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm just so I'm like, okay, this this isn't this isn't affecting me, but me personally, but. It's affecting the rest of the culture, it's affecting other people, like like that, like your last caller. I, I mean, th this this is the the spirit of the age, and yep. as you as you call it, and I I, I think we you've seen that. I'll cl I'll close with this. You've seen you guys have seen that video where the guy starts dancing, and then two or three other people start dancing with them next thing you know by the end of the video the uh everybody in the park is dancing with them like where are the two or three other people that are going to start dancing uh dan bongino brought this video up one day on his <laughs> podcast <laughs> he, sa he said it's time to dance what where are all, where are all the other dancers at i'm just asking i think you're asking good questions matt thanks for the phone call this is and let me use matt's call as a launching off point. This is my analysis of where we really are as a people. Anything that is good, righteous, holy, or attempts to be, evil will attempt to counterfeit. Okay? 
And we're coming off a weekend where we commemorated America's independence. Go back to where this notion came from. Was it a majoritarian impulse within the 13 colonies to fight to the death against the British crown for independence? No. Not even close, actually. Wasn't even close to a majoritarian impulse. Samuel Adams, I think, made one of the most profound observations about human history, in history, when he said it's always been the committed minority that has shaped events, made things happen. Most people, most of us, live in a spirit or a default setting of complacency. Particularly the men. Why? Well, we're sons of Adam, right? When evil enters, announces its presence in this world for the first time. You've heard me talk about this before. What is Adam doing? The first man. What is he doing at the time evil announces its presence in the world? Not a damn thing. Actually, he's just kind of standing around like a bump in a log, doing nothing. 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 Doesn't intervene at all. At all. Just allows the events to go down. Afterwards, does he take any leadership or ownership of these events? Because, you know, just a couple verses before this goes down, God looks at Adam and says, hey, man, you're like in total, I'm, you're in like total control here. You're, I'm giving you total dominion over my creation. You're, you're my potentate, basically. You're my proxy. It's a representative government. This thing called creation is a representative government, and you're my rep, right? I just, I've nominated and elected you, Adam. You're my rep. Go rule, subdue it. Be fruitful, multiply, it's yours. So he takes none of that authority that he has given to intervene, to stop and thwart the announcement of evil. And then after it's had its way, he then abrogates all of that authority. Surrenders it. And then tries to make excuses for why this all went down. Takes no ownership at all. Does this behavior sound familiar? Ladies, I'll give you the floor. Oh, you've got country songs. The ladies do. They know this behavior really well. It's called most of their daddies. It's called most of their boyfriends. It's called too many of their husbands or the ones that they luckily avoided marrying. They know this, they know this tale well. It's a song of woe. And it has been sung many and many times in this world and in many different languages and cultures. This is our legacy as men. What you've been undergoing in America. I know we've used the term cold civil war. And I still believe it is the most it is the most genuinely, generally accurate description of what's going on, right? There, there is a foreign country at work here, right? Oh, yeah. That, that doesn't want to live by traditions. And we're not talking, you know, a debate over the, what the general welfare clause of the Constitution means, but whether there should even be a Constitution, period, okay? We're talking existential level of debate. 
but I don't think it 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 it, it precisely describes who is the other country. This isn't like a 50-50 standoff, folks. 50% of America doesn't want dudes in the bathroom stall at Target and Walmart with their daughters or taking their daughter's place on the track team or the softball team or the golf team. They don't. They don't want that. 50% of America does not believe that the New York Times 1619 Project is an accurate representation of American history. Hell, 50% of America is not even reading the New York Times. There's a whole lot of people that for various reasons and persuasions will never vote the way many of us that do shows like this or consume shows like this would prefer that they vote. That also, But they're also not insane. They're not insane. They're not insane. There is a cold civil war happening, but it, the driving force of the foreign country is, a, is, a, is, is you, know what, you know what our founding fathers really were? Since they won, they got to be defined as patriots. But if they had lost, you know how they would have been defined? Insurgents. If, if the Redcoats had won, they, history would have defined them as resurgents, right? Winners write history, right? Yes. That's how they would have been defined. They would have been defined as insurgents, and we'd all still be British citizens, or, uh, or you know, maybe this landmass would be equally divided between uh, Spanish and Mexican interest and, and, and British interest. Who knows? Who knows? But... They would, not have been, they would not have been defined as Minutemen and Patriots. They would have been defined as insurgents. What the Founding Fathers actually launched was an insurgency. It was an insurgent revolution. We look at it now in laudable, more grandiose terms than that because they succeeded. And that the land that they forged afterwards changed the course of human history. But what if they had lost? If they would have lost, they would have been known as insurgents and a footnote in history instead. You're in a cold civil war because this is a demonic counterfeit of the insurgency that launched America. And a demonic counterfeit of it is being launched against you. Everything that this demonic counterfeit is for is completely antithetical to the high-minded ideals expressed in the founding of America. That, yes, our founders imperfectly um, deployed themselves, imperfectly acknowledged in their own lives. Why? Because they're human beings. For the same reasons we're all imperfect in the high-minded ideals that we ascribe to and that we pronounce and declare. We're not perfect at it either. That's why we needed a savior on a cross too. Some of them were flaming hypocrites, but it doesn't make the words that they, the ideals that they aspire to any less true. It just exposes their own personal hypocrisy, right? See, what you're undergoing now is the opposite of that. That just as 56 committed men in a, in a room in Philadelphia changed the course of human history. You're watching a scant minority of a people in this country right now attempting to do the same. 
And they're using a lot of the same methodologies, just with a demonic twist. For example, the Boston Tea Party, we didn't steal the East India Company's tea. We didn't steal the King's tea. We, desert, we poured it out, right? We didn't like loot it, take it home, and then sell it on a black market. You know, the, the founders weren't in the pamphlet of common sense. I'm just here, you know, to get, to get free tea. That's why I'm here. No. That's what this insurgency is. We're, we're just here to get free. We're going to take your stuff. We're, we're doing free stuff. Because it's, it's not fair. Well, what's not fair? That you have this and I don't. Well, why is that not fair? Because you have it and I don't. So I'm taking it. See the demonic twist on this? Everything has a demonic twist now. And I'm using that word, and I understand what the consequences of that word will be, and I'm okay facing them. Because that's what I really believe. You're watching a replay of the American Revolution. But, but like the bizarro world version of it. It's like a demonic counterfeit of all the same notions, ideals, principles, methodologies, but, but they've all been, instead of right, left, left, right, down, up, up, down. This is the other side of the looking glass you're looking through. It's the bizarro world version of it. The reason why we're losing to this is, because, is not because we're outnumbered and outflanked. We are not outnumbered. We're somewhat outflanked in that we have allowed these institutions to be overrun by, these, by this pathetic ragtag group of Marxist insurgents. But in the end, you still hold all the purse strings. You, you, you have the majority of votes. You could, you should just elect people that have the will to do something about this. But we don't. See, that's the, that's the problem. The problem is, we're behaving like sons of Adam. Not like sons and daughters of the second Adam. We stood around for too many years. Well, they took over the school boards and they took over the board of regents and they took over the university trustee boards and they took over the editorial boards. And we essentially let 10% of this country take over the majority of its thought centers. And we just stood around and let it happen. We just let it happen. We knew we were looking at a serpent. We recognized the forked tongue. But like Adam, we just stood there and did nothing. We just stood there and did nothing. And now that, the, now that the evil is out, now we want to blame this generation and that with soft millennials, counterculture boomers, this church, that church, this denomination, that you, you did this. No, no one will take ownership of this. And stand up and say, dude, man, that, ain't, that poop ain't right. Not happening. I may have blown it. Hey, I might have blown it last chapter. I'm not blowing it in the next one. Okay? We're not doing this. We're not, we're not doing this. We're going to stand up to this right now. Right now we're going to do it. And it starts with the word no. No is my answer. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not shutting my business down. No. No, I'm not wearing a mask outside in 100 degree heat while my state's closed. Maybe the mask helps, maybe it don't. But you can't tell me it helps and then treat me like I'm a prisoner in my own home at the exact same time. If the mask helps, then give me my damn freedom back. One or the other, choose one. You choose. 
Not to mention what happened to my body, my choice, like they said down in Florida over the weekend. No is my answer. No, 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 and no. No, we're not doing this. No. No. That's the issue. Enough of us won't say no. We're like the French army in the winter of 1940. The Republican Party is our Maginot line. Well, we got the, we, we got, you know, we got, the, you can't, we got, the, you know, we got the majority party. You got control of the Senate. I'm like, no, look at all the federal judges they've, 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 been, they've put in place. We got the president, majority of state legislatures, governors. Look at how bad ESPN's ratings are when they go woke. You don't understand the opposite is true. Instead of taking pride in seeing networks pay the price for going woke, we need to ask ourselves, how are we losing to people that can't sell their own product when they dominate the marketplace? People still don't want it. You see what I'm trying to say? Oh, yes. Why are you losing to losers? Every time people are asked voluntarily, do you want this? They say, no, we don't. We don't want it. Thank you, though. We don't, we don't want it. Woke is less is more unpopular than Donald Trump will ever be popular. So instead of we just we just take pride in, oh, people don't want to watch those movies and go, you're right. So why are they still kicking your ass? They can't win in the marketplace of ideas, they can't win in sports, they can't win in media, they can't win in any free market setting. Yet you allow them to take over places where they can dictate the market to you. Why? Why do you permit this? Why hasn't one of your governors all these years, 46 long years, 60 million dead and dismembered babies, why hasn't one of your governors one time said to the Supreme Court, now now I'm governor, we're not doing that. And I'll put a sheriff, we're going to board up every one of these Holocaust uh, abortuaries turn into a Holocaust museum and I'm going to put a sheriff in front of each one of them. They'll never open again. And if the sheriff doesn't want to do that job, we'll just fire him and get a new one because I'm the governor. People elected me. If they don't want that, they can elect another governor next time. Hasn't happened one time. 46 years. This is why you hear me say we're not a nation of laws and never have been. We're a nation of political will and always will be. They have the will to enforce their will on you. We lack the will to say no. And so it doesn't matter how many books we sell. It doesn't matter even what Tucker Carlson's ratings are. As great as, as much as I love that story. If we don't turn it in to activism and policy, then it's just a blog, man. It's a press conference full of sound and fury signifying nothing. You were telling the Republican Party the same thing 10 years ago. Yes. But just, I know more people want to hear it now than wanted to hear oh, it 10 no, years ago. I'm just saying it's been, but yes. it's been timeless, that failure. This is, this is a time to, to, your hermeneutics need to be coming from the book of James right about now. You want to know what the answer to Romans 1 is? The book of James is the answer to Romans 1. Do or do not, there is no try. Tell me, I don't care what you claim to believe. If, the, you don't, if it doesn't produce any fruit, it's irrelevant. It doesn't mean anything. You're either A, dumb, B, a hypocrite, or C, something far worse. 
And as Augustine said, there's many sheep without, but many wolves within. That's the issue. You way outnumber the opposition. But the colonials were way outnumbered by the British Armada. They didn't control any institutions. They just refused to comply. Meanwhile, we gave up control of our institutions. We outnumber the enemy greatly. And we're the ones getting rolled. You need men who when they see the serpent look down at it with disdain and then take 30. their heel and crush its head. That's what you're looking for. And until you have men who are willing to say no on that level, you're going to keep getting this pushback. By a, bu by, by a bunch of losers, dweebs, idiots, Ten. gangsters that should have been spanked a long time ago. More of your calls in a moment. We are jam-packed with calls. I went way too long responding to Matt last segment. I apologize. We'll get to as many of them here in our final segment as I possibly can, but Todd, you wanted to say something really quick. Just that demonic twist. I, I, there's this video today I see of uh, a church service going on this weekend, and we, we called this way before we had ever heard of these riots or coronavirus of, of what's ultimately going to happen because if this is about iconoclasm sooner or later it's about god and are you prepared when they actually walk into your church and protest it happened a black lives matter parade walked right through the middle of the service and the video just shows everybody just standing there and it puts me in mind what yeah one of your favorite things about the Re american revolution that you've told this people in this audience before what regimen do you like that was really the black the black regiment. Regiment. where is that yeah. these days right where is it the idea, I mean, that's, that's... Yeah, can we get a conscience clause for these uh, spirit of the age uh, mobsters? And everybody just stood there, like Adam just that's right. If they walk there. into my church, somebody's bleeding. That's it. I, it, it, it. That spirit is, a notion of it is what built this country. That's the reality of it. it either, either, either it, it, when they step to you like that, they're not you're not the one that started anything they clearly intended to and if you if, if you show if you show bullies you won't defend yourself trust me i was raised by one if i know anything about a lot or if i know a lot about anything it's bullies if you show bullies that you will take it you will keep taking it and if we don't use the process we have to peacefully address these issues then eventually it will it will deteriorate into what you just described. I don't want that. I know you don't want that. None of us want that. That's why we need to use the systems we have. And that system is not, let me go vote for a bunch of Republicans and then complain when they sell me out again. No. Yeah, keep, so you keep giving her the excuse that not this time, but next time. You, you make next time so much harder because you don't do it this time. And then we have no choice but to have the awful situation where they're walking down the middle of your church. 
Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jesse in Texas. Jesse, go ahead. Apologize for the wait. Thanks for your patience. No problem, Steve. Uh, I know you were, the question you were asking earlier, rebellion is my answer. Um, I live in Corpus Christi, Texas, down in Oasis County. We have a judge down here, Barbara Canales, that she locked all of us down back in back when I'm beginning all of this, and then she put down a mask mandate. They also closed all of the beaches down here for Fourth of July, so just the economic impact alone is horrible. But getting back to rebellion, um, they shut down the Fourth of July. We're not allowed to set off fireworks in the city limits down here. So me and my family, what we did is Saturday we went outside of city lines, outside of county lines, and we bought fireworks, and we came back into the city with full intents to set them off because if they're not going to let us have a fireworks display and go and do those kind of things, we're going to do it at our house. Um, and so I went and did it and we sat some stuff off in the beginning. And now I've lived down here 10 years and we, I, you don't ever hear fireworks on the 4th of July down here. Nobody ever does it. So we sat some stuff off early during the day and didn't really hear anything going off. But as soon as the nights fell, me and my family, we watched the Patriot. Um, on 4th of July, and then we went out and we lit off fireworks. And our neighborhood sounded like a war zone. The entire city was lit up. Everybody basically had the exact same opinion. If you're not going to let us go celebrate 4th of July the way we always do down here, then the entire city is going to be lit up with fireworks. And the cops came around about 1030 and flashed sirens. We could hear them through the neighborhoods. And that was about all anybody heard from the cops was, hey, late at night, about 1030, shut everything down. And then we popped some more stuff off later at that, and nobody ever heard nothing about the cops. So rebellion is what we saw down here. Everybody was lighting stuff up. Great stuff, Jesse. Thanks for the phone call, brother. God bless. Take care. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Amanda in Michigan next. Amanda, welcome to the Steve Day Show here on The Blaze. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm better than I deserve. Thank you. Um, Yes, aren't we all? Yeah, good to talk to you. Just wanted to share a couple things real quick. We have a local radio guy who's been great, saying a lot of the same stuff that you've been saying. Um, and he had on last week two PPE experts who took basically all of these doctors to task who are calling out and saying we should be wearing masks. They gave all the reasons why it is not okay for us to be wearing masks. Um, children in school should not be wearing them um, unless you've been OSHA tested. And so they called out OSHA. They called out all of these doctors. And it was great. I think it woke a lot of people up. Um, the other thing is our small town here, we have a huge three-day Fourth of July celebration. And the day before, the businesses all pulled their funding because they were threatened by the state. And so the parade was canceled, which draws thousands of people. So some local people here just stepped up, put it out on Facebook and said, we're going to still have our parade. And I would say we had probably 100 vehicles that lined up, um, still came through the town. Four trucks went down to the one stoplight we have and blocked it off for everybody so that the parade could come through. And um, our local representative came through, still marched in it. Some businesses still did. And it was amazing. People stood the entire time and clapped for every Mm. single one of those, whether it was a tractor, someone in their golf cart waving the flag. It didn't matter. It was an hour-long parade, and it was great. And it was wonderful to see people stepping up and saying, fine, you won't have the balls to do it. We will do it. That's well, it right there. I wanted to share that with you. Absolutely. It was, it was great. Yeah. That, that's the spirit right there, Amanda. God bless you, man. I appreciate the phone call there from my old home state of Michigan. That's good stuff. Aaron is in Idaho. 
Aaron, welcome to the Steve Day Show. Aaron, go ahead. Hey, Steve. Um, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm, uh, I'm honored and amazed that you guys have this platform. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. First, I'd like to tell you that um, I, first, I'm a Christian. I'm a husband and a father. I'm a veteran. And we can't lose sight of the picture. What, what we've got going on right now, we need to be engaged and watch what's happening all around us all of the time. We have to stay focused on what's, what's happening in the elections, but local elections really matter. Idaho is the hot spot. People are moving here in droves. We see more California license plates than Idaho license plates. <laughs> and if you think that that government and that that mindset doesn't come into a community. Right. A lot of those people that are leaving there, I'm told, are leaving there because they're more like-minded, but more like-minded, not completely like-minded. And they know that they these, these seats, the, the local leadership. I live in the town, I live in Meridian, where the, um, where the police were harassing the, the moms in the park. That happened just a couple of miles from my house. The reality in that is that that when the police are willing to do those things and to take unlawful steps with unlawful orders, words matter. They can't put out an order, an edict, a a de declaration and change laws and subjugate people. This isn't this isn't America. That's not the America that I live in. That's right. the America that I fought for. Six years in the Navy. I, I we I fought the Cold War. I'm I'm years and Todd's age, um, or a little bit older, but but we fought against communism and now we have people openly running as socialist and communist. People need to wake up. The thing about this um, this period that we're living in right now, and everybody keeps think keeps thinking that, that I keep hearing this new normal. We have a normalcy bias, and that is the most dangerous thing because it's this slow erosion, this chipping away yep. of of the way we think, the way we process this information, and it becomes normal to them and they keep and well it can't happen to me it can't happen in my city well we haven't seen our city burn here but thankfully but we are we are going to continue down this path if we allow it it's things happen that we allow you're right if we don't start saying no if we don't say no to these things they will continue. You're exactly right. It's just, I got to move just, on, Aaron. Yeah. Great phone call, man. Thank you for your service. God bless you. Was just out in Idaho a couple of years ago. Phenomenal country, man. Beautiful place. Absolutely. Thank you, Aaron, for the phone call. Let's go to Linda out in California, where I just was a few weeks ago, actually. Linda, welcome to the blaze. Go ahead. Hi, thank you. First of all, I think we all need to pray. I grew up in, in California, and I've seen it change so much. And every night I say, please, God, help us help our leaders make the right decisions, because I think they're so afraid of bucking 
the what they consider to be the primary and and these are these are people who who are in the minority as you say but they make enough noise and I just I just feel so frustrated. I think we all need to pray and say, please, God, bring us back to where we were when the founding fathers were were there. Because that, that group of men, that 56, those 56 men, God had to have had a hand in that to put them all together at the right time, at the right place. And we've lost it. We've lost it, especially in California. Thank you for the phone call, Linda. I, I don't know that I've talked about this before, but uh, I've, I've lived in California two previous times as a child. And uh, going back there again, last time I was there was I was in junior high in the late 80s. We took a family vacation out there. And in Southern California, I've actually been to Northern California a couple times, but the last time I've been to Southern California, I lived in Anaheim a couple different times, San Diego when I was a kid. Going out to Southern California this time, I just couldn't believe how different it was from what I remembered as a kid. And there's been a massive culture change that has occurred there. And it's, it's, largely, it's largely been instigated by a committed minority of people. The... The stuff that you guys shared, you know, those, let's go back to Trump's speech. That was a great speech, man. No doubt. Words the country needed to hear. But it's what happens next that ultimately determines its value, right? Absolutely. All of you guys, you know, the parades, you guys put it on anyway. We're doing it anyway. We're letting the fireworks, we're doing it anyway. Those are all great steps, and I applaud you all for them. And I find them, and I want, I want you to know I'm encouraged that we're doing that. But I also need to be honest with you. They're just steps, okay? And they're first steps to what it's going to take. You're being sold a lie. You're being told that people with hundreds of thousands if not millions of Twitter followers have this mass throng of popularity they don't have 80% of Twitter users are outside of this country you're going to have to defy all of that you're the, the, uh, the op-ed page the editorial page to your local left wing rag is not the majority these are these are really figments of much of our imagination. We are the we are not Joshua and Caleb. We're the other ten guys that the Lord handed the land off to and went back and came back and reported. Wow, there's these great giants. We don't have any chance. We couldn't possibly win here. They're not giants. We have the largest numbers. I don't think I'm specifically permitted to tell you what they are. I might even be able I might not even be able permitted to tell you what I'm about to say but I'm going to say it anyway. We're coming off easily the best month of traffic that the Blaze has ever had. Our numbers are exploding. 
Just like you're seeing with Tucker Carlson. You're not alone. But you're going to have to say no. These are all great steps. Right? Like we didn't go from tossing the tea overboard to don't fire to see the white of their eyes in 10 minutes. Right? That didn't happen in 10 minutes. There was like actually a couple years distance of those events. But you need to know though, these are just steps. You can't go back home now into your cove and say, hey, I did my, I defied on the 4th of July. You need to defy on the 6th of July and on the 7th and on the 8th and on the 9th and on the 10th. That Idaho example is a perfect example. The next day, that park should have been filled with yes. a thousand moms. How and did it you, wasn't. How did you get to a place where they feel like they can just walk down the middle of your church? Would they have done this two or three years ago? No. Would it have been even contemplatable five years ago? No. How did you get here? Right? Aaron in Idaho was talking about, he knows as a soldier. You take a little and a little and a little and it seems like it's normal. Where if they just started with where they wanted to go, you'd know right away there's no way we can allow that. That's nuts. It's crazy. We're never doing that. So these steps will have to have follow through. Just like you want follow through from Trump, you're going to have to, you and I are going to have to show some follow through as well. No, we're not doing that. No. No, not. Answer's no. Not doing it. I don't care what the penalty is. Because the eternal penalty for agreeing to this level of stupidity is far worse. So my answer is no, I'm not doing it. Now the good news is, we have so many more numbers than they do, that we can actually make up a lot of ground here. In record amount of time. But we got to get out of the prisons of our own minds. Twitter is not America. The media is not America. When Donald Trump took office, there were more Republicans in office in America nationwide than there had been in, in since the Great Depression. Obamacare cost 1,000 Democratic incumbents around the country their jobs. 30. We're not the minority. We're just imprisoned in our own minds. These aren't giants. We've just made them out to be boogeymen. Thank you for defying on the 4th of July. Now do it on the 6th, Ten. the 7th, the 12th of August, the 14th of October, the 3rd of November. John 3, 17. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.